The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Starving for Attention. Richard Blaze, Jasmine Blaze is right here. Hey. Why do they call it a cold open? Like, I, it this, is kind of cold this I get, No, Actually, you know what? The cold open is like the drum beat and like the announcer. Right. That's the cold open. This is a, a warm open. Okay. I don't Good. know. That just literally just came out of my head. Uh, yeah. We're excited. We're here in San Diego, California, which is uh, very rare uh, recently. Um, just came back from a trip to uh, from New York and from Seattle. But this episode was recorded at Newport Beach at the Newport Beach Food and Wine Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. It's the fifth year. It was just an amazing event. Uh, we got to hang out at the Balboa Bay Resort, which is where this was recorded. Uh, I mentioned that for a couple of reasons. One, it's fun there. It's yeah. a nice place. You yeah. got to check it out. Yeah, um, it there's like right John the water. Wayne posters hanging everywhere. Yeah. I got to hang out. I got a massage there, by the way. That's right. You set me up with like yeah. a nice massage. And That's like, right. it was like I was pained you for were, three days after. Yeah, you needed like some Epsom salt soaks or something. She recommended that. Yeah, and then I, she, you know, they asked you for like the pressure you want. And I yeah. was like, medium? Yeah, which is always a safe answer. Yeah, medium. but yeah. she went, I feel like I was medium well. But anyway, uh, I <laughs> was sore too. for a couple That's, of days. Yeah. Uh, and this was sort of the last day that we were there. Um, and we recorded with three recent top chefers yeah when i was a top chef contestant i never liked the word top the word chef top chefer or top chef testant um you yeah. know all, all those sort of things but uh three pretty big personalities from top chef colorado joe flam joe satso and chris scott nice. uh you saw all these guys over I the did. weekend yeah they were out at that uh the event that we went to the on friday night it was yeah. slinging really delicious food and I mean, satso made that awesome mortadella he's still rocking the handlebar mustache still rocking it yeah uh flam's just coming off of his, off his uh big top chef colorado win that's right he won he did right yeah um, you <laughs> it's hard to remember sometimes it, it's, it's hard to real, keep well, everybody straight i think that's kind of uh and chris scott we just did some work with in chicago recently right for he had his family there opening super, of the top super, chef quick fire restaurant in uh, at the chicago kiddos fire too Oh, his kids were adorable, kids? Yeah, right? Especially, I love now that we live in California, anytime you get to see, um, you know, and obviously the, the, uh, Chris and his family travel a lot, but like when you see like, you know, kids that aren't like, you know, where it might be fall where they live, but then they're, you know, in California, like playing in the water, like on the beach. <laughs> right, yeah. It's always fun because I remember that. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there is a part, even though we travel so much, where it's like, you know, East Coast to West Coast, as I just learned, you know, actually yesterday, right. <laughs> again, I mean, it's a five and a, almost a six hour flight. Yeah. Yeah, it's far. I mean, it's the same distance from New York to LA, New York to San Diego, as it is from New York to London, as right. far as time. Yeah, it's a good like, stretch. Think about that. It's kind of crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but always fun to see the Top Chef family. And what I loved about these guys as we get into you know, their life after Top Chef, mm. which believe it or not, they didn't know was a show. <laughs> believe it or not. <clears throat> that's not that's totally believable i mean it's believable I think most people would believe only you. 33 other people know that it was a show uh, but what i loved about hanging out with them is a couple of things that i noted and you'll see in the podcast without spoiling anything um one there the sense of camaraderie is really really incredibly strong mm. with this yeah. group specifically they roll top deep chef colorado they roll kids. deep 
They rolled deep, right? There were like five or six of them here at this event. Yeah. For sure. Which right. is more just a booking thing. I yeah, guess, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from the festival. No, but I see them. I mean, I follow a couple of them on Instagram and I, they're, they're together a lot. I feel like that. At events and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's obviously by decision. Yeah. And it's not like, uh, you know, I mean, like a lot of the seasons before them had like mix of old and new contestants. That mm. might be part of it. Okay. Um, but I, there is something interesting about this group that they stay so together. Now, they're only six months or so after their, you know, right. the yeah, end of their season airing. Fresh. And I think there is this interesting orbit, right? Of like, you know, yeah, you get sort of shot off of earth into this orbit. And then there's this gravitational sort of, uh, pull mm-hmm. of how long you stay connected to the franchise or the brand whatever until TV you show just is. wing off into space <laughs> right until some nuts and bolts either start coming yeah. off of the ship um or you um escape the gravitational pull and, sure. and go into space and figure out your own things or until you get pulled back down to earth and crash yeah there you go that's good good analogy um, i think that is true so but and they, i don't know if they quite you, well you can't really realize it while you're in it but now mm-hmm. like a show like top chef or, or any of these shows that have these long arcs i think there's enough history where competitors can look to other people and be like yeah. okay well you know here's a, a richard blaze or here's um you know, some, Carla another, Hall, a Carla or, Hall yeah, or Brooke Kristen Williamson, Kish, other Brooke people right. yeah, that right. have, you know, competed on the show, Casey Thompson, and what are they doing, right? Right. Um, to kind of figure out their world, but they are really together. It's interesting. Like your season wasn't like that. You know, Even I'm, your all-star season where like you guys all knew each other a bit more professionally definitely isn't like that. It is. I mean, it, yeah, I wonder if it's like a learning curve, like if it's a curve of like the history of the show, eventually, um, you know, coming back around. I think there was a part early too where you don't realize, you know, you don't realize when you're shooting season three, four, or five right. that there's going to be a season 20 potentially. Right. Yeah, that's true. And so that, that roster gets more filled. Yeah. And I think also there's a natural inclination, I think, like when you first come off, especially if you do well, to sort of, you know, I'm doing my own thing now. Like mm. that was great. We were together and we liked each other, um, but we're not going to live in a house for the rest of our lives together but that's not how these guys are doing it seems like not at least again hmm. like they have really unified front and i think they even mentioned it in the podcast i yeah. think one of them says i don't know if it was uh one of the joes or chris but like someone says we're stronger well, together i assume it was one of it them. had to be one of them <laughs> uh <laughs> yes um but they are stronger together which is kind of interesting yeah um and they're huh. but, but they're all doing they're, they're all doing the things yeah that kind of happen when you're is it like an months? abc like after top chef i feel like, it is like one you know, okay, let's do the ABCs real quick. And you, okay. you, be, you, you're a super fan, but also someone who obviously is close to the, uh, close to one of those spaceships that's hurtled out of control and okay, close yeah. to the Earth Careening. many times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, you lose something big right yes, off the bat. Absolutely, that's I, like the number one thing that happens to everybody. Yeah, and I, <laughs> your I don't, restaurant closes, your wife divorces you, your girlfriend, boyfriend, your bra- yeah, your boyfriend other breaks up with you, is gone. Your restaurant partner restaurant, sues you. <laughs> some, there's always so there's. There's there always something like that that happens. It's like Top Chef Bingo. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 you know, even when we had Bruce on the week before, yeah. right? And he said, "Yeah, I came back. That partnership's over, right? right. Yeah, because yeah. your world changes and, so drastically, and and, and the and, per, and potentially their, your partner's world's their world doesn't, doesn't. yeah, and, most you, and your deal has to be restructured or changed, right? I don't even think it's always that. I think it's a lot of times it's ego and and self confidence and things that get kind of squirrely. Yeah, you know? definitely. At least um, that's what I've always said on the. On the relationship side, I feel like, you know. Right. So, you know, again, I don't know, know where, you know, I think certainly with restaurant relationships, it's happened to a few of these people already, right? Yeah. Um, but you lose something. What's the second thing that's almost guaranteed 
Um, I think it's this false sense of security that comes in the bubble of recently being <laughs> released back into the real mm. world. You mean like just like the phones ring in, people are asking you to come do things and right. show up? Yeah, so the, sure. The, the, the beware, this is now more kind of a counseling sort of episode. For, yeah. Like beware of the false bubble that like we're quite honestly, these three chefs are in right now. Right. I'm not saying it's false for them, but no, I'm no, saying- No, no, I think no. I think what you're saying is it's more that- uh, people are reaching out to you. People want people want you. You're hot. You're re- you know like <laughs> so. People want <laughs> you to come. Hot, they want you to be in their magazine. They want to That's do it. interviews. They want you to be on a show. They want you to come to their festival. But that doesn't last forever. Right? Is that what you're saying? Definitely. I mean, even just using Top Chef as the example, there's another season right around the corner that's going to air here. Yeah. And Bravo will use you for a while too. Like Bravo will say, "Hey, we want you to come to this thing. Hey, we have uprons. Hey, come to this." But that again has a time. And let's be clear: lapse. when we say use, we mean utilize. We yeah. mean you're oh, yeah, you're yeah. getting work, right? right? Like this is yes. a good time. The fact is that this is a if a six month. If you're if you're hustling hard, maybe you can turn it into eight months, twelve months. If you're Kutsuji, you can turn it into a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're a Richard Blaze, maybe you can try and turn it into a career. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and if you're it's a star like Carla Hall, it just happens. But. Um, it doesn't last forever. Well, like, I think it's can't... always I think it's always a grind. I mean, we heard that for, even from Carla on on her podcast. Like, it's always a grind. It's all and and I think the 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 achievement unlocked, the thing that you picked up, the thing that Fabio, Carla, some of these people that have have continued to make this a career, is that you can't wait for those calls that are coming now in the first couple months. You can't wait for those calls to continue, yeah. right? I mean, that's well, like the biggest thing. Even myself, right. So you think now that your world changes. Okay, every day I'm going to look in an email box and right. it's going to be someone inviting me to come do something that's fun and cool, yeah. even if it's just that. Yeah. Um, and then I think a lot of us, maybe even more of the younger people though, but they, then they, they think that, okay, I'm a chef who usually doesn't get paid really anything and I work 16 hours a day, five or six days a week, most likely. And now I can just go to one festival right each week and yeah. that's my life and it just does not last forever so like you know my my final consultation is you know what you're saying is just to grind it out uh and figure out a way to, to well, ride the extend. wave while it's there I'd and, ride then, the wave, and then figure it. out how to get back out and get another one absolutely right? enjoy it but you got to keep hustling and like if it's and and you don't necessarily have to choose this is this also comes up i think we talk about all the time on this podcast tv versus like restaurants you know, right or, i was just gonna bring that up yeah. were you what well were you gonna I, w- I was gonna say like you know what do you think about the contestants that come off and then eschew restaurants almost completely? Mm. Right. We I know, we know a couple a, and, really? and well, yeah, I mean, we know some that, yeah. that come off and I mean, not like they're not like, Oh, I'm never going to work in a restaurant again, but right. they decide to go the path of maybe some consulting here and there, maybe doing some events here and there. Right. And, and, right. And, and finding ah, other avenues instead of making a restaurant be part of their portfolio. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think the natural, and again, I think if you had Tom Clickio here, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a show about chefs. You right. know? He might've punched me in the face just then. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, first of all, never, <laughs> never. Um, never. But, you know, I, I do think it's what you're saying is right. It's important to stay connected to the restaurant world. If you're a restaurant chef, if you came on the show, any of these shows. Right. And you're a restaurant chef. Which um, it's I mean, too early yeah. to ditch your restaurant plans at six months or eight months in, even if you're getting a lot of work on the road. These chefs. But some of them episode, do. Right. I mean, I think some of them. Few. It's not, it's they, not a huge they, number. But well, they, they, they cruise into restaurant obscurity. Mm. unintentionally mm. because they're riding this, you know, uh, wave of media and, you know, festival invites, et cetera. Right. And they accidentally get too far away from the restaurants. And then when it's time to sort of have to get back into the game, it's too late. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, none of these chefs, by the way, are doing that. They're no. all running restaurants or getting ready to open up something new. Uh, uh, at the same time, I think it's really easy to, 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 to forget, even it was really awesome in the Kevin Gillespie interview. Like I love when someone has reached su- super like successful status, like Kevin mm. is like, no, like I understand what Top Chef did to me, like a Michael Voltaggio, right. Kevin, right. I think they understand these guys have been out of the game now for a while and they like respect that family and what it did for them, mm. even as they push through and create great food and new restaurants, et cetera. Yeah. Um, lots of fun. Those were two. That's two. Was there a third thing that always happens? Um, when you, when, when you, when you get done, um, then, well then <laughs> I would say like showing up on some crazy, like weird off ch- channel show as a judge. <laughs> can I put that in there? <laughs> I think you can. Like, I think that more, this whole like, uh, true TV this, and you're judging first of all, a true TV is killing the game right now well, with, com- with comedy. Call us um, up. <laughs> uh, I think we've called them once or twice and they have decided not to call us back. Um, but yeah, I do think that, right, there's, there's, but this, now this is going to be even tougher because like, uh, this is a quick little moment now, state of the affairs with restaurant, tel- uh, with television and food, Okay. food television. Okay. It is dark times right now. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is dark times right now. This is not every network wants to do a food show. This is not a moment where there are, you know, dozens of competition shows out there. Right. And if you are just getting into the orbit right now, you are not exactly in uh, you're, you're, the bubble has burst. Yeah, you're not coming in in the, in the high it's, life. <laughs> yeah, using the real estate. Term, right. Like the bubble has burst right here and now people are, I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm speaking from my own personally, like scrapping for work mm. and fighting hard because there's just not a lot of, if you're a political pundit right now in the television world, oh, yeah, you're gold. killing the game. Right. I mean, gold. you can turn on every network and there's four panelists up there. Think about if that was food TV. Right. Everyone would be a food like if you would everyone that you even know of like rattle <laughs> right. off the top thirty six people in your head when you think of food television. Sure. Everyone would have a bubble, uh, a box on a panel somewhere. Sure. Not the case. So dark times. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They they show up. Um, you know what? The, uh, you know what I would consult there is, and this is something that I want to talk to you offline in our meeting that we're going to have right mm. after this mm. is you got to go do the things that you can control and do it right now. And what I'm saying by that is like you can write your own stuff. You can make your own food, you can shoot your own pictures, and you can record yourself, you can do a podcast, you can jump on and do a video, you can do your own cooking show, and these are people like, you had just mentioned Fabio Viviani, that have always understood this, and like control what you can, and in this day and age, with technology where it's at, you can produce whatever you want, and it is always going to be content and personality that drives to the next step. Pretty much, we just had our meeting right after this. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, This is a lot of fun. You know who else is on their cast, to change the um, gravity a little bit, but uh, Chef Fatih. Oh yeah, Fatima yeah. Ali, yeah. Uh, who we mentioned in the podcast, uh, and this is just a quick shout out. One, I only got to taste one of her dishes when I, you know, judged on Top Chef right. Colorado because I wasn't really a, a, a component of the season. Uh, but I loved her food. Yeah, yeah. Even in that one little yeah. moment, and yeah, I loved she was talking about to her, watch. Yeah. her inspiration and Pakistani food, and you know, the the food generally of that area of the world. Big flavors. Yep. Uh, she's got an awesome personality. She just wrote this. Uh, I think just. It was poignant, like beautiful Poignance, piece. Yeah, beautiful piece. Was it Bon Appetit? It was, it was. It was. Yeah, exactly. Um, and were, she just, you know, she uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Went into yeah. She fought it. Fought she had it, chemo. Right? She fought it, and they thought they got it, but um, it's back, and it seems to be terminal at this point, which is just heartbreaking. I, you know, it's yeah. one of the. I mean, anytime you hear about like terminal illness, it's just like I, you read it, and you just like shivers, and like you know, you think yeah. about uh, you know everyone that's in your world, and just. Uh, I, I, you have to be so incredibly strong 
you know, to one, just even like deal with that news, but then to go out there and write it. Uh, and I love her perspective on this though. So she is going to just like go all out, like you know, live, and yeah. live her life, live, you know, live, yeah. for the, for as long as she can, which right. we hope is for as, as we hope forever, right. <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, one of her castmates also, again, is talking about this group staying close, yeah. set up a GoFundMe page. Right. Yep. And um, that, that link is on our Instagram page right, right now and it will be for a while there. So starving for a pod yep. on our Instagram page, it will direct you to Fati, Chef Fati's um, GoFundMe page. Uh, which already has yeah. gone past what the original. Yeah, I think they passed their first was. goal, and they set a set a stretch goal there to to see if they could get her even more. Um, you know, I mean, it takes money to go. go Let's do go it, and live, you right? Know, so yeah. Like, also, gotta, because like we know how this we're listening. It started out where she, you know, we, we had her in the Southwest sort of airfare range there on the GoFundMe right. page. Yeah. She kind of moved up to, you know, okay, it looks like she can get some first class tickets. Yeah. Let's get her on a private jet somewhere. You <laughs> know, you like go. let's let's get her, you know, to to a place where like if you could think about your wildest dreams, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, let's a private jet flying to Noma. You know, like, let's do it. Let's try and figure it out. So do the right thing. Head on over to our Instagram page, Starving for Pod, or on Chef Fati's Instagram page, or any of our cast members, or quite honestly, so many people in our community, Gail Simmons, I mean, all of our friends who have gone out there and showed her lots of love. Let's let's show her how much love we can bring uh, from Starving for Attention. Um, Hey, listen, total uh, side um, change up here, but I've been doing a lot of cooking lately at home. You left me with the kids yesterday. Um, well, I mean, they're, I your, been they're your kids. No, so. I know. But I haven't been home. And uh, so I did a little cooking on some new gear uh, that we just got from Anilon. Here at Anilon, we know that food, cooking, eating, and life connect us and are interconnected. We know that these connections are personal and collective, extending across history, social lives, and cultures, and that we renew and refresh them every day through great food and great cooking. We're therefore committed to making quality gourmet kitchenware, to designing and providing kitchenware that supports, grows, and sustains these connections, and committed to supporting, growing, and sustaining our connection to you and to this podcast, Starving for Attention. So listen, we do a lot of cooking, don't we, Jasmine? We do. We, we, um, we're pretty hard on our, our pans, you know? I would say, we use this, them a lot. I actually was just thinking about this, that the saute pan gets more work than any other tool. So much work in our In house. our kitchen and yeah. probably ever kitchen. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's been kind of amazing that we <laughs> had this opportunity to get these Anilon, the Nouvelle Copper Luxe line sent to us. Right. Right before breakfast. Perfect timing. So that we got to flip around some eggs. Yep. Uh, and I'm one of these guys, a lot of chefs, I was just with a chef this weekend and was like, ah, oh, non-stick skillets. Yeah, like, right. I don't right, want right. to use non-stick skillets. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. That's one of those chef sort of <laughs> like favorite. weird mantras, yeah. especially when you're doing eggs. I flipped two eggs over in them today. It was like I broke one yolk, but that's not because <laughs> of Analon's amazing product. That's because of my skill. This thing is going to get a ton of work. I also yeah. love that the Nouvelle Copper Lux, mm. you can also use it on induction. Oh, wow. um, which That's although cool. we don't have induction at home, it means that when I travel and do my stand-up cooking segments right. uh, on, the road. And on the road, that I'll be able to use the uh, Anilon Nouvelle Copper Lux. Unity surface with flat, easy, clean rivets, which I really need because sometimes you get that dirt in the rivets. Mm. So I love that they sort of have that in there so that it's, it, the cleanup is easy. It keeps yeah. everything nice and safe as well. Cast stainless steel handles, deep-seated stainless steel lids, dishwasher safe suitable for all stovetops, including induction, like we just mentioned, an oven safe to 500 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. which is good because most ovens, home ovens, don't go higher. Than, I mean, quite yeah. honestly, unless you have like a pizza oven outside, Ooh, you're not going higher yeah. to 500 degrees uh, Fahrenheit anyway, uh, and a lifetime warranty. Visit yeah. Macy's to shop the collection. We've been yeah. using them all morning. They look nice. And you're going to love them. It's holiday season. Get some. Lots of cooking happening here at this home and lots of cooking, yeah. meaning it was heating up on set 
at Balboa Bay Resort for the Newport Beach Wine and Food Festival. Here's our next episode with uh, the recent Top Chef Chef, chef Testants, Chris and both Joes. Bow, bow, bow. Clip it to your chest hair. What a perfect first statement, by the way. Like, that was the first thing the audio caught, is just like, <laughs> clip it to your chest hair. <laughs> Which I think, we might have a title. Flam, like, I feel like you might have, like, just automatically, like, just, is that your style, like, right off the bat, like, big, like, a, a, a triple, like, you lead off with a triple, yeah, and just, just, like, just <laughs> swing it for the fence, and then right just have the title of the podcast right there, like, yeah, clip yeah, it on yeah, your yeah. chest hair with, uh, Top Chef crew? Yeah, yeah, that's right. how we roll. Nice. You know? So, uh, take it, snatch it off, right? It's, it's, it's <laughs> outside sarcasm. <laughs> is that what it is? Right? Exactly. So, are you, are you, are you a Chicagoan? No, you're, no, yeah, no, no, okay. No. But I'm saying you, you have enough knowledge of Chicago to know that, like, the South all Side has. Joe. Right? Okay. Not, is where all of my Chicago knowledge comes from. Got it. So, that might be, so, Flam, you might, did you, is that like your, like, South Side sarcasm is your thing, or is that a real thing? Um, I think it's a real thing. Right. It's, everybody, you know, kind of out there, it's like a very sarcastic, very kind of like everybody's nice, but they're also like kind of an asshole to you. Oh, definitely. Like, just totally. like, you know, it's like you just you're not allowed to, wait to get away with any shit. And it's like if you do something, everybody's going to be like, oh, there we go. I feel like, like it's a way, though. And Chris, you're from the East Coast, right? Originally from Philly. Right. Yeah. And now I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. OK, so you're from Philly. Where I'm from New York originally. Yeah, yeah. And like I feel like it's like in East Coast or like, I guess, big city Chicago. It's like a way to show love for someone. Right. Yeah. Like giving yeah, them sure. giving yeah. them a little shit. Yeah, basically yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah i feel like you know it's like the people you're friends with it's like you just hang out and meet up to like talk shit to each other like drink beers and you know it's like that's like because you miss each other and love each other that's true yeah guess and it's even it gets even worse like when it becomes like the real family like i like my aunts and uncles and stuff it's just like right. that's it like if i want to get grounded i just have to go like to a family reunion oh yeah <laughs> if i'm feeling too good about myself right yeah. all you need to do is oh, like yeah. hang out with a relative and exactly. they'll, they'll put you put you in right. your place right it's like i go to grandma's house and everybody's just like well you don't know anything about anything anyway so like, all, right, <laughs> uh, all right great to see you guys speaking of relatives and family uh we're family now guys like yeah. i don't know like i mean i don't do you do you feel that like, like like everyone who's gone through the show Top Chef now that we're all alums, like that there's a sense of like fraternity, sorority, like family, family. Absolutely, yeah. 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 It's Is one it? of those. It's like that kind of experience that you can't describe, and it's because we've all been through it. Right. We easily relate to it, and it's like you were there, you went through it, you knew what it was like to yeah. be in that house. You know, it's sitting in a room for three hours yeah. in silence by yourself is like, uh-huh. you know, just like waiting for something. It's just like the weird things. No matter how many stories you tell about it, how many things you talk about, it's like there's still those weird little minutiae that it's like... You see those people and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's real. Right, right. It's like you've sat in a dusty prep room for <laughs> yeah. three hours awaiting yeah. someone to tell you not talking. horrible yeah. things about your food that you care so much about. Yeah. Right. Basically, yeah. right? right? I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because it's, <laughs> it's been a while for me. But you guys are all pretty much fresh out of the machine, mm-hmm. so to yep. speak. How long has it been since you guys like wrapped filming? Almost. Uh, we finished, what, in May? July. Okay. So so of of this is twenty eighteen, so of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. So pretty much a full a year out. And then how long has it been since the season ended on March. air? March eighth. So so not even year. final episode. Right? Wow. So not this year. Yeah. So not even a full year yeah. out of it. Yeah. So your lives, just because I know this, of course, like everything's kind of turned. Like, I don't want to say upside down because that's a bad connotation. But, yeah, upside down, but you're, like, f- flying upside down. It's maybe busy, I don't yeah. sure. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a two-hour wait at my spot. 
Okay. I mean, I got 30 seats. So people, we would do, you know, comfortably about two seatings in a night. You know, now we're up to about four. And this is at Butterfunk? At Butterfunk, correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you think you made a bad, like, did you know, like, maybe you should, like, before it happened? Like, the restaurant was already operating. We were going on for yeah. about eight years. Got it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, so it's too late to be like, we need 90 more seats. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so it automatically increased business. That's a good, that's an interesting question. I don't think people, like people who, because you had to be convinced to go on the show. Did I read that? That Chris? was me. You did too. Yeah, I didn't want to go on the show. Okay. I, right. I just didn't even know what I was getting myself into. Now you didn't want. Okay. So this is a typical sort of, I think, um, food television dilemma. Mm-hmm. You, did you not want to go on the show because like you were too much of a real chef? That's what I thought mm. in my head. Yeah, That's amazing, sure. dude. And it was weird because it was like at the time I was cooking, is like I was working at all Michelin starred restaurants, and sure. I thought it was like you know, especially being on Bravo. Like I hadn't seen the show, and I was like, oh, Bravo, it's going to be all about drama. Like they're not even going to care about the cooking. It's not going to be a real competition. They just want to film us in a house together, like getting in fights and arguing. Right, right, right. And right. then like you know, through people just talking to me and telling me, oh, you don't pass this up. You got to do it. Like you're, it'd be silly not to, Right. And, you know, you know, and once I ended up actually, you know, my girlfriend was the one, Bella, yeah. like convinced me to do the whole thing. It was yeah, like, yeah. you got to go yeah. do this. Like, it's the same thing. He'll like talk mm-hmm. to He'll was like, it's just do it. Like, and I couldn't not? have been any more wrong. It's like so much about the cooking, so much about like what you're doing, and it's like such a serious competition with like real serious exactly. talent. Exactly, it's, it's so not what I thought it was at and all. I think, mm. And it was, you know, and I think Tyler said it in one of the episodes. He was like, you know, I think he goes, I don't want to be that guy who yes. like gets here and he's like, this is really hard. He's right. like, but this is really hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, I've cooked for a long time. I've cooked for great chefs. You know, Tyler worked yeah. for Jacques Pepin. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. he's good. Wow, how old is Tyler? Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, older yeah. than he looks. Howard Johnson in yeah, 1973. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, it is harder than it looks. But it's, you know, I think it's just, no matter how many people you talk to, it's, you're like, you don't get it. You don't get what it's going to be. Right. Um, so now, do you, do you have to convince anyone that's in your orbit or on your team that it was hard? Or, like, do they get, like, because, again, it's one thing when you're in it. It's another thing when you're watching it, right? Right. Um, so, like, when you came back to your kitchens, um, was it, I mean, like... I a, almost think that it doesn't convey how hard it is right. watching no one, it. No yeah. one like, it makes it look easier yeah. if, they're, if it's yeah. possible. Like, I think that's a good point. I think it's so true. Well, like, the question you almost get is, like, was it harder than it looks? See, but yeah. for me, if the cooking aspect of it wasn't the hard part. No. You know, because... The mental we, game. It's a mental game because the stuff that they put you through... You know, that that's the hard part because mm. as as soon as you get there, as you know, they take away your phone. Yeah. You have no access to know what's going on in the world. You you don't see a newspaper or TV, nothing like that. You're cut off from your family, you know. Um, so you have no idea what the hell is going down. Right. You know, and then there are situations where you might be homesick or there's a situation in the show that might make you think you know, I would really like to reach out to a friend or my wife to try to bounce some ideas off of them just right. to calm me down. Yeah. 
but you don't have that. No, we like you can, other. you can call home, right? Let's just be clear. I mean, at least unless things change, because yeah. I'm an old dude, but yeah. um, you can call home. But like, it's like, okay, hold on, we got to go get the camera. Yeah, right. And, and you, know, you know, and when right, the unknown is the for yeah. me was the hardest part. It's like you don't know what time you're waking up the next day. You don't know where you're going in the car. You don't know where you're cooking next. Right. You don't know and what's happening an hour from now. It's you know? like you know, I think you're, you're taught as a cook and coming up as a sous chef and a chef, like you need to you know know everything. You need to control everything. What's in your cooler? What's on your station? Where's it from? Blah, blah, blah. All these right. things. And then it's like all of a sudden it's like you don't know what time you're waking up in the morning. Yeah. So I think you know what's really interesting is like as a, I, I could truly say too I'm a fan of the show and a fan of the franchise and like um, and I love sports and like I'm surprised that they don't really cover like the things that we're talking about right now like the things that obviously would make it clear to the regular viewer like oh they, they don't know when they're waking up yeah right. oh they can't look they can't look for a recipe on their phone like I do every night for you know right. whatever dish right. I'm making yep. Yep. Um, or they don't have the support of their family members all of these sort of things which I think is is, the, is part of what makes it like a great competition sure. yeah mm-hmm. I felt like uh, and this may be a bit callous but I felt like being disconnected from my personal world played eventually to an advantage for me because like my mind is always racing so like if you can almost sort of like shelve like your personal life for those four to six weeks or whatever it is mm-hmm. and then like you can just concentrate on you know the task at hand or whatever well, after about maybe at least for me about maybe four or five cooks in then you begin to establish a strategy you know i think for me it was when we did that kids thing kids. where we had to use like the baby tools and yeah. all that crap uh-huh. <laughs> you like this challenge, okay? It's clearly you like this challenge. I think once once that hit, that it was, for me at least, it was easier to try to, I started to kind of get into a groove. Right. Because, you, know? you know, you had mentioned it earlier. You were like, oh, the cooking wasn't hard. But I think, the, I mean, I think it is hard, but it, it just takes a couple of, like, rounds to almost acclimate. Do you, do you like agree? Boxer. Yeah, well, right? it's like okay. the need to like, you, you get like, okay, what are like the rules? How do things work? And like, you know, because it's like that first day you walk in and you're like, you don't know what's in the fridges. And then you're like, well, what kind of stuff are we getting? You know, what yeah. kind of product? And, it, you know, I think that's one of the hard things too. It's like, I think, you know, a huge attribute of that show is like versatility because it's like, you're not always going to be able to get what you want or what you need, especially, you know, based on where your season is. Like, I don't remember, where, where you were in Chicago, right? Uh, my first season, yeah. And then your second season? New York. New York. Yeah. So it's like you get a lot of stuff, but it's like some of these seasons, you're like, you know, I mean, this one, I think they're in Kentucky. They're in Kentucky, yeah. But it's they're like, in a, they, they have a farm. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, I probably shouldn't spoil that. But, like, they're living in a... <laughs> they're living in... A, and maybe this will air after, it, after yeah, the first yeah, episode. Yeah. But they're living in a house where uh, they're growing some of their own vegetables, actually. So it's oh, an wow. interesting wow. angle. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's cool. super Which is, cool. Which is kind of cool. But, it, I mean, yeah, like, you don't know what you're... You don't know, then, but then, by the third quick fire... Right, you know what the Whole Foods in Cherry right. Creek and Denver has. Yeah. Every item on every shelf. Big right? shout-out right there. You'll yeah. be doing a book signing there yeah, right. eventually pretty soon. Um... I, you know, I also, I mean, you, once you also like, what about time when you acclimate to the time, right? Yeah. Because that is one thing. Like, I always say this story is like, you know, there's that, always that chef and probably it could have been all three of you. I don't know because you're all great chefs. Like that first challenge where you're like, you're cleaning off your cutting board every single time you move. Like, like you're doing certain things that are standard in a good restaurant, mm-hmm. but that don't really apply 
cooking to cooking in, uh, in a 20 minute challenge. Yeah, yeah, 20 minutes, 30 right? minutes. It's like yeah. throw it on the floor. Right. No, no okay, I'm glad <laughs> you said it. I'm glad you said it. I'm, I'm looking at everyone's face yeah. trying to figure out, like, because some chefs will power through and just like, no, that's the way I do it. Right. I have to do it like that. And you're like, you just wasted three minutes, like, you know, sanitizing your cutting board. Like, right. you just said throw it on the floor. Literally, I think, because I, I did two seasons. By the end of my second season, I was throwing pots like over. I was just like, yeah. whatever. Uh, like yeah. David Letterman yeah. cue card style. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, with safety under control. Yeah, you know. of course. Right. Um, but you're, there is. You're like, yelling behind when you were throwing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not behind. Exactly. <laughs> Clear. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. And uh, have you have any of you done now competitions on other television shows or live? Or is it we're permitted to do competition TV until next year. Yeah, oh. we're still we in like some TV. You're dropping some legal notes on us yeah, now right yeah. now. That's, that might Something be, a, like that. I think that's a new thing. That's a newer thing where yeah, it's that's, like, that's, but they're like, that's my fault. You can't do any competition TV a year after. Right um, for you know from final air day. Oh, okay, My, that, you know, that makes sense. I probably, um, but your but your game are apt to do it, or I mean, like you, you or you, are you done? There is one of those things too. Like I'm done. I'm never going to do that ever again. Well, you know, I mean, at least for me, I always looked at Top Chef as the the best of the best. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can go and do something like Chopped or beat Bobby Flay or whatever, but it's nothing like. You know, nothing like it. Nothing no. like Top Chef. Mm. Have you done them though? I've, I done, did I've done both of them. Okay, okay, yeah. there you go. And you yeah. did. Okay, so you yeah, so you have done other shows. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was prior. Yeah. That was like three years prior. Right. Chopped. You said right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Chopped. Was, uh, and the thing about Top Chef is that when when we battle, you're bringing your best. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of these shows that you see on these other networks. You know, you're working with baby knives, or your hand is tied behind your back, or you got a blindfold. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Cutthroat Kitchen is an amazing show. Just to throw, yeah, just just to be clear, as someone who's a you know was before it you know uh, went into hiatus, a regular sort of judge on that show and competed on it. Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying. Right. But you know how hard it is to cook with one hand and only baby tools. But or, is that fun? Or though? I mean, but is it fun? I found it just like okay, so just like Top Chef, and I mean again, I'm not you know necessarily defending one show or the other, but just like Top Chef, you know, is it fun cooking in 15 minutes out of, you know, I mean, a Top Chef has cooked out of, like, a vending machine before. Like, maybe right. you guys didn't do those challenges, but, like, there's always a little silliness to it, but then there's always something to be learned about, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, if you only I have like one it. hand. I mean, it's sure, I don't think, you know, it's a show like Cutthroat Kitchen, it doesn't, like, show who's maybe the better chef, but it's more just, like, a fun competition. Yeah, you know what it is, too? It, you don't, when you lose on, like, a Cutthroat Kitchen, you don't really, you're not too upset about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, it's like, a one-handed knife fight. Right, right, right. And it's different than, like, you know, Top Chef, it's, like, it's hard not to take it, like, totally personal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know... I don't know. I think I think those shows are fun. I think like the the weird challenges though, and like you know how I, I've described it to people, it's like playing a game of horse versus playing one on one. And I felt like that's how challenges changed. Like Top Chef, some of them were like, yeah, like hit it from behind the garage with one hand, you know, with your eyes closed, and then. When you got down to it, when it really started to get smaller, then it was like, okay, your best versus my best. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's a pretty great analogy, actually. Yeah. And also, like, such a Midwestern comment, like, hit it from behind the garage. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not, like, you're not at Rucker Park. Like, you know, like, you're shooting hoops, like, who's your, like, who's your style? The, the alley, man. Um, just crushing the game. I like that. Like, horse versus one-on-one. Um, 
Did you ever feel, I mean, obviously at the end of the competition it becomes a little, did you ever feel like it was one-on-one, though? Like, I mean, maybe at the end, of course, but, like, didn't, because I think that's one of the challenges of the show is, like, the kitchen is a team sport, mm-hmm. right? And, like, that part of it is tough also, like, yeah. to get used to. They're like, no, it's really not, we're really not a team. Even though you have allies and stuff, and, like, you're going to help each other, because I know you three guys, like, you're going to help pack for an event. Mm-hmm. If someone needed yeah. help, you're going to jump in. Um, but it's not. It really is. It's one-on-one. Right, and I, I think do you, like the quicker you figure that out, maybe that's an advantage. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of like went into it with that mentality that it was one on one. But then I like I remember the the pivotal moment when you were plating the pasta course, doing the the noodle oh. pasta at a departure. departure. A departure. And I like had that kind of moment in my head, and I was like, all right, Joe cooks very similar food to me. We both cook pasta. We both cook Italian food. I could let him go down right now, and I know he'd be eliminated. And he'd be out of the competition. Right. But I was like, I don't, I don't know. Something clicked in my head, and I didn't want that to happen that way. And right. I almost saw it as okay. No, I need to help him at least plate so he could get food on the plate. He and got everything done that. and be judged the right way. Right. Right. Mm. And if I mm. actually was going to beat someone that cooks similar to me, I wanted to beat him for real. And yep. I didn't want it to be one on one. I wanted it to be a team thing that we all showed our best and we all got mm. there at the, at the equal point. And then so whoever was actually a better cook. Ended up winning. And is that like if you if you had to do it again, same same way? I would do it the same way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. There was actually a a, a uh, sudden death with all three of us. Oh my gosh. And, okay. and 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 in my mind, like right before it, I thought this is gonna be deep. And but whoever goes out, it's pretty much smooth the rest of the way. Because I think besides us, there was Bruce. Right? Because Tyler was already gone. Tyler, Tyler was, was gone. gone. Bruce was still there, because that's when I went home. Right. And then later that day, Fatih went home. Yeah. Wow, this is a a day. This is a day. That was a big day, huh? Like, these next two cooks are going to be hard, you know, because this is going to take some wind out of us. Someone good is going to go out, and then someone good is going to go out on the next one. And then after that... Let's see what happens. When when did that point hit hit? Well, first of all, how quick do you know? Like from you know, again having experience on the show, how quick do you know? Hey, these are the four, five, six people in this house that could win this thing. I think it changes. It changes over time, especially even, with our season. Yeah, yeah. really. It, it's mm-hmm. like, the first meal we sat down to, and like where we all cooked for each other, potluck, right. yep. and we got to try each other's food right off the bat, yep. kind of see what we could do in forty five minutes. Right. And then like as we we're going around the table, everybody was kind of given a little. I don't know resume where they all are you know and like Tyler's like oh James Beard nominated chef a couple times this and that and I was like oh shit like this guy's going to be a force to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. and I mean not to say he's a terrible cook or anything but Mm -hmm. then he was eliminated almost right away right Right. I think you know three or four in yeah Yeah. Yeah. so it's like you know what you think is going to be doesn't right. Ever, it, so it there is that, and, and people don't. I don't think they see this. They might in, in blurbs here and there, but like there is also even if it's unintentional, those first couple days that you're right. together, there's that like smack talking, like not like here's my resume. I worked for this Michelin star chef. I have this Michelin star. I won this James Beard Award. Yeah, 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 I've yeah, been yeah. running this place. I've, I have all these places, mm-hmm. um, and then that can affect people. So some people who, who you know, I think just automatically get you know mind jabbed out of the game right there in the first two days. Mm-hmm. I think by the time that we got to tell your ride, and I tell Carrie this all the time, but, but she won. She started to pick up a lot of momentum. 
Mm. And when she started winning it in, in Telluride, I was like, come on, man, stop already. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know? I think that's one of the things, too, that um, someone just asked me this on set. I was doing Top Chef Canada. Do you guys know that they have? You guys know they have Top Chef and all these yeah, other yeah, sure, sure. So I was judging Top Chef Canada. And... Um, a momentum came up. Momentum is so important in Top Chef, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like because like you're you're up and it's almost like the NFL. Yeah, you no, know? totally. Yeah. It's like yeah. getting hot like, at the right time. Like anyone can win against anyone at any right. given time, any given Sunday, so to speak. Um, but like if you're on a roll. Like, yeah. like you're on a roll, and everyone in the building kind of knows it. Right. Even Padma. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, she'll even usually make those mentions, like, "Oh, you've been hot, and what happened here?" It's but like, but oh. on the same note, you look at Adrian, who was kind of on the bottom throughout the whole season, mm-hmm. and makes it all the way to second. Sure. Well, I so think that that's. I think that that's just, where some grit comes into play no, too. I think, right. You know, because being on the bottom, like, and I don't think there's there's any way to capture like how shitty mm. it feels, right. like when you're on the bottom for the first time, and like how much that messes with your head. Because yeah. you go to this point where you're like, I never want to have that have to happen again. And if it happens again, I just you know, do I just want to be done so then it can never ever happen again? And it's like weird. And you saw people like you know our season. I think like. Rogelio hit the bottom one time, and, and after to, that, he was him. like, yep. I'm going home, yeah. and he was home already. Yep. I you think know? you're right. Like, you know, it's like, Adrian was on the bottom so many times, and she just like, kept coming back. It. Well, yeah, you know back. what? Because then you kind of become maybe immune, like you become immune to it. Right. You're like, because there's this, now, from the other side of the table there, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm not going to say anything that's going to be in trouble, but like, there's also this idea that like, there may be three or four people on the bottom, whatever it is, per challenge. But the you know it doesn't the, the judges know that yeah there has to be three people down there but maybe it's only two people who are up for a limit you sure. know like sometimes you just right. have to find right. the third even on the top side sometimes you're just finding like I guess the third person is this person because right. the, it really I think what isn't um, illustrated enough is the middle the middle doesn't really get the attention on Top Chef mm-hmm. that it deserves. Because, like, what did happen with those four or five people in the middle? In your season, did they... Did the, the, were you always out there during yeah, the judging process? Right. Okay, so at least you got to do that, yeah. which is, like, a, a new little twist. But, like, no one knows. Like, if you finished, you know, six out of ten... Right, you're like... Then you have was, no idea, Where really. was my dish at today? And it, what, my six out of ten, my eight out of ten, and my nine out of ten? Right. Did I just survive the bottom, or did I just miss the top? Yeah, so, like, as a big metrics and stats guy, yeah. I always thought that that should be a digital component of the show. They should just figure out a way that you can to rank you know, everybody. Yeah, even if it's just for the viewer, well, even if it's right. just for the viewer after the fact, and just be like, no, like this person was fourth. They were like much closer to the top than they were to the right, bottom. Right. But like all NFL, you heard NFL power rankings, power rankings, <laughs> you know, right? A hundred percent, right? He's got a strong run game, and uh, the defense has been a little weak. Hey, listen, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for. But what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody, even Jasmine, and she's brilliant. All of your, all you're really looking for, let's be honest, is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your True Price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same exact car that you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their True Price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states, but hopefully yours.
The advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. Make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. Hey, listen, uh, well, we know you like our show because you're listening. And if you love our show, you're going to love Forked Up. That's right, Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast on Podcast One. The three-time best-selling authors, which means they're three times more best-selling than Jasmine and myself. And snarky duo behind Thug Kitchen, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway, discuss food, politics, and pop culture, giving a voice to regular folks who are just trying to get it together both in and outside of the kitchen. Check out Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast every Wednesday on on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And maybe go back in our uh, archives and find the episode where they were a guest of Starving for Attention. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Was there any learning? Like, again, as chefs, I feel like every day we're learning, right? Like, I mean, yep. I ate your food yesterday. Like, I'm learning every day. Uh, was there, were there things that you learned, like, on location or specifically about Colorado or just your own food like what did you learn i think absolutely i mean it was like it was like chef boot camp is like the best way i think to put it Mm -hmm. because i mean i mean someone like me a lot of people that were on the show they've all had restaurants or they've been chefs or they have been doing this for a really long time and it's like i go in on the show i'd only been like as high as an executive sous chef so like i was going into my first executive chef role i was like going to be the chef for the first time right after the show so going into this i kind of it prepared me more mentally to know what my voice is when it came to cooking, what my style is. And when you're stripped down to having only a certain amount of time to do something, you really find out what matters to you most. Yeah. Mm, mm. Like and, what, then, and is it what matters to you most, too, or just what matters to the plate of food? No, like most? to you putting yourself on that plate. Right. And mm-hmm. like how if you only have two hours to do it, how are you going to best represent yourself? And you know you're going to have to make edits. You know you're going to not get things you would want to get done. So what matters to you as a chef, as a person that needs to be transposed onto the plate? And it was something for me like an invaluable learning experience. Like going into this role was something I would have never... Yeah, I mean, I I certainly think that if you look at, at Joe Sasto, where he was... And maybe the first three or four cooks, mm-hmm. you know, to where he ended up. You you really saw your particular journey to where he got better mentally, you know, because he reminded me of like that young dude in the kitchen who just thought that his shit didn't stink, right? You know, and he was like, I know everything, mm-hmm. you know. To where towards the end, there was more structure and knowledge and and, and, and and everything about his particular dish, but more so his um, outlook about the dish, the respect for it and and who he was serving it to and why. Right. So you almost you're almost saying like you kinda of became like you became your chef like you became yeah, yep, your yep. sense of authorship yep. kinda was formed on the show. It chef. forces you to be concise. Yeah. It forces you to have a voice. Like if you go any distance on it because it's like you have to say, you know, I think the Joe said it really well. It's like you have to decide 
what are you able to put forth out of plate and like what's really really important and like what am I trying to say about my food what is my food and even asking yourself that especially you mm-hmm. know coming from like I, I'm the chef at a restaurant but it's not my restaurant Joe is the chef at a restaurant but it's not his restaurant so right. you, know, uh, you know Chris has a very defined style like you know he knows who he is he's a very mature chef he cooks confidently in the style of food that he's done um, and I think you know for, for guys like me and Joe, we were still looking for that a little bit when we showed up. It's like, yeah, this is the food we've been doing, but now we're trying to, you know, it's like, you know, you came in for a challenge, and it's like, I have to give you one bite of my food and say, like, right. this is who I am. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it is amazing how, how everyone kind of, you know, who does well, kind of does that. Like, has the ability to sort of be like, this is who I am, usually with, like, one or two bites of food. Right. Chris, what about, I mean, you, you, you go through the whole thing, like, uh, it change, does it change anything about the way you cook, or? I mean, you know, I, I think that when you're giving your food to people like Padma and, and, and Tom and, and Graham and all those guys who not only eaten good food on Top Chef, but they've been all, all over the world. And there are times when they would be like, you know what, you don't necessarily need to go this route with this dish. Like, there was one time when I cooked at the governor's mansion, and I was trying to get all fancy, like doing pasta and components and stuff on the Mm. plate. And Tom said, you know, really all you needed on this dish was just fish and sauce. Yeah. And you probably would have been in the top three. That's Listen, that is a a tough thing, though, too, because, again, being on, you know, uh, on both sides is like, but is that Tom's food? You know, like, and this is a conversation I always have with Tom. It's like, it's, it's, it's easier to say that, but, like, he's also speaking from a very, a sense of, like, he knows his food. So, like, he knows, yeah, a little piece of Montauk striped bass with a little puddle of a beautiful vinaigrette and, you know, a tomato from his farm. And, like, that's all he wants. But is that what the people want? You know, like, but how much of that, that raises an interesting point. How much on the show do you then start cooking specifically for the judges? Well, I, I mean, at least for me, and I'm sure I, I speak for all of you guys, sometimes you can create a dish within your own mind, you know, before you even begin to taste flavors and everything else. So once they started to hit me with those comments, I would mentally go through a dish, you know, like, do I really need that extra? Do I really need that caramelized fennel? Mm, right, got it. Okay, so you're listening I, to com- Tom's editing sort of right. comments. Right, and then mentally breaking it down on my own, you know, before I'm even coming through with the dish and just kind of making sense through through flavors but also through texture. Yeah, so you're, you, are, you are using Tom and Padma basically as, like, sure. your guests. These are the guests. Right. They happen to and be the two the regular end, guests that come to the restaurant yeah, every day at right. the same time. Right. Um, in the end, you got to play to those two. I you mean, have to, cause, right. Because well, the guests that are telling you to stay here or get out. And that's being a good so, business person. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing that I thought was really cool is, like, you have all these, you know, chefs come in and, you know, when you look at like if you look at any craft and it's like for us to be able to sit in front of people who are the top of their game the top of our craft and put up creative things for them every day and get like real feedback of like like hey this is where your food's at right now or at least this dish is at right now it's like incredible like to cook for Daniel Balud and have him be like oh this is what I think or cook mm-hmm. for you know Wiley Dufresne Wiley yeah. Dufresne Paul yeah. Lieberant you know yeah yeah Bad guys from the Matrix. Um. <laughs> so then there's always the, the then there's always the uh, the change up, right? What is the bad guys from the Matrix? That's 
That's uh, yeah. that's how it was dressed. Uh, Paul Lebron uh, showed up. Yeah, yes. being yeah. like the most Paul Lebron. Paul Lebron. Did he have yeah. a Did he have a falcon on his shoulder? He, like, I can't he believe. That. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always Paul Lebron should walk around in a black turtleneck and a falcon on his shoulder. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's just like he's so he's so legendary, and I forget somebody was like they, they didn't know who he was, and they're like, "Who is this guy?" And I was like, "He's no." Just that like, happens, right? That happened uh, on my season too. There's a, they're like you don't know who Paul Lebron is, and because listen, he's had a wild sort of career. Like yeah. he's not in a restaurant all the time. Right, um, but he's one of my favorite people too. Yeah, um, but he is actually like, like I'm almost as sure we have to get um, Lee Brand on the show. But um, I'm sure there's no furniture in his house. No, <laughs> no. There's like a, it's marble, and there's a statue, and again, there's like a falcon. Right, and the falcon only eats like spherical beet and foie gras, like pellets or something like that. And he that. lives in like a part of Brooklyn that only he's allowed to live in. A hundred percent. Like you have like, to like there's a little underground entrance to get yeah. to. Like there's an evil villain. You said bad guy from the Matrix. There's there's yeah. an evil villain sort of. Um, aspect to it. I have, uh, I, there was a chef of mine who worked with Lee Brand, and um, Lee Brand, I guess, is, at one point in his career was a big, like, you know, banging his hand yeah. on the past sort of guy. Sure. And, like, his, his rallying cry was just, was just like, it must be more elegant. <laughs> like, you know, there's not really, a, you know, yeah, uh, uh, what is the direction behind, uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes it, must, it must be more elegant. <laughs> we chef. Yeah, we chef, absolutely. That's kind of a, so, so you guys are, you're, you're going, you would go back in a, in a in a, in a second, I don't think I could ever yeah. do the the isolation time away from family again. My wife would, I think, literally burn all my shit on the front yeah, lawn. Right. I even feigned the idea of disappearing for two months. Got it. Again. Okay. Um, but I would do another competition. I really, I did. Uh, I got to be Stephanie Isard's sous chef on Iron Chef. Oh, that's uh, cool. When I worked for her, and um, we lost to Michael Simon, and uh, it's got to hurt. And it's like. <laughs> And it's like, I'm just like... See, now it's just a bunch of chefs, like, talking oh, smack. Brother. No, I love... I mean, it's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's like, that's one that I've died to go back on. And now Steph's an iron chef. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like... That's you know the so idea? Cool. It's like... If I don't think I that could, show's coming back, though. Yeah, I don't know. Bad news. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what, what I've always... From what I hear underground. That, that's, yeah. that's what I've always wanted to go back and do. Yeah, that's a fun one. I've competed yeah. on both sides of Iron Chef as well. It's a different game, right? Yeah. So, like, we talked about Chop. Like, to me, Chop is really hard. You know, as far as the, like, you know, truly... Like, at least when I was, like, you know, you mystery box and go. There's no, like, uh, you know, hey, look, does everyone understand the rules? Uh, do you guys do this on your show? Where, yeah. like, uh, I have a stupid question just so I can stall for my brand. <laughs> so many times. Yeah, um, I, just uh, the, the water out here wet. The temperature you know? of this room is it at? Is it what is the temperature of the room right now? It's like in your mind, you're just like, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that too. When I go back in and guess, and you can also see like during the quick fire when like they're explaining the challenge, but like the chefs are only looking at the table. Yeah, yeah. Right? you're like, I could, I don't care what this guy, what what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, but I do see that there's some quince paste over there <laughs> right. and a mackerel, and like I, I think that's what I'm gonna go for. Yes. Did you did you have um. Uh, a specific strategy, of, like a physical strategy, and what I'm this is, is like I'm, what I'm saying is like for me, especially like when I go back to any competition, I'll be competing on something for Food Network next week. Is like I'll run with a shopping cart in a parking lot, you know, if I, I know, everywhere. if I, I know that that's something I have to do, mm-hmm. right? So you ran, right? So ran. your strategy was when I get in the door and run. the time goes, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna physically move. Different yeah. strategies over here. Well, I, I think once I realized that I was gonna be on the show. Because um, I'm, I'm doing my own food all the time. Right. That I reached out to some guys that I knew that did the show in the past. Okay. And I went back to Philly and did a couple stages there. Staged at a couple Michelin star spots in New York. And they're looking at me like, why are you here? 
You know, like, why are you here? And I, I couldn't say anything. Right. But I just wanted to feel what it was going to be like in a different kitchen, mm-hmm. doing food that's not mine. Right. Getting some new inspiration. And then three days later, I'm in a new kitchen. Three right. days later, I'm in a new kitchen. Three days later, I'm in a new city. And not being the boss. Right. Which I think is important right, right, as well. Right. So that was my training. Got it. Going in. Were you uh, doors open at Whole Foods, you run to the meat counter guy? Or were you just like, I'm going to stroll around here and be like more poised and controlled I think in the beginning I was the guy that was running okay but, but once I got a lay of the land yeah I kind of knew where I needed to go what what aisles not to go in like if you don't need anything in dry storage then don't go there right so you, you made know? some game you made some adjust halftime adjustments exactly flam what was your strategy um, my biggest strategy was like setting up in the kitchen like you know for us like the way it was set up there was one side where you could see the clock and one side where you couldn't right and I never wanted to really be, important yeah mm-hmm. like I never people wanted the spot that was you couldn't see the clock was close right. to the pantry right um, so people wanted that but I felt like it was more important time management was everything so right. I was like I want to be able to see the time always I don't want to have to rely on somebody else for timing so I was like always like stationed on the one side with the clock see I kind of like, like I love that because what you're breaking down now is the fact that and this never gets covered is that each season the the, the, the field is different right it's like right. it's more like baseball right you're saying there's a you're saying there's a station in your kitchen in the home kitchen of Top Chef mm-hmm. Colorado mm-hmm. that could not see the shot clock right yeah. so like think about that in a sports you yeah. know like I remember old Yankee Stadium sitting behind the left field foul pole there was a seat behind the left field foul pole like so your view was the left field foul pole it's like not a good seat right that's why they built a new stadium I think specifically for that seat Um, but like it is like there's there's little nuance to like are you on the side of the kitchen closer to the protein are you closer to the veg right are you closer Uh, is it random like you know so I mean depending on what the challenge was and what we would be cooking sometimes I planned accordingly on which side I wanted to be on I wanted to be on the side near the refrigerators because I know I didn't need a lot of equipment or oh I know I'm going to need the blender the robocoop juicer the, and then I would position right. myself with those right behind me. Mm. So that was less movement. And, like, there's so much strategy yeah, that so goes into everything that you do. You're spending a good three minutes with a bus tub gathering up all your shit. Yeah. You know? it's I, I always tell people, like, if you don't know, like, if you want to know what it feels like, just do it at your friend's house. Just, like, go over to your neighbor's house so you don't mess up your own kitchen. Mm-hmm. And just set a clock for, you know, 30 minutes. Like, a, a, a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, have to cook a meal. Don't even, you don't even need a theme. Just be like, you know, just be in a strange kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, from scratch. And just be like, try and put a meal out in 30 minutes yeah. in a strange kitchen, which yeah. you don't know is in the fridge. And just hit the clock. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a fun game. Good family time game. That's yeah. what we're trying to do. Yeah. So now, what's the strategy for uh, life after Top Chef, right? Which was also a show that never made it past one season that I was on. Um, was but, that a show? Did you know that, that no. those? Show yeah, life after Top Chef was a show that uh, followed myself, um, Spike Mendelson, uh, Jen Carroll, and Fabio Viviani. Through through just like no, it was just so real. It just uh, followed us around. Yeah, so find it on the TV. Show where they focusing on this was like like uh, yeah, this was. I mean, it was a different amount of time for, you know, we were all in different seasons, so it was a little different for all of us, okay. but pretty much, you know, a year or two after. It was kind of fun. I wish it would have actually continued because oh. it was good work, but um, also because um, it really, to me, was something I always say to people who now are in your shoes is, is the game doesn't really start until Top Chef ends. Do you right. feel that? Or is it like, you know, like for me, it's like, okay, great. One person wins the season, right? Does that mean necessarily that that's the best chef of the season? 
It, it, you know, cooking is. Right. You know what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. right? There's there's a handful of people each season that can win the show. One person gets lucky enough to you know win that last round, right? Um, and then and then everyone takes off. And like what Top Chef has done is you know put forth you know dozens of people who are killing the game right. in so many different ways. Yeah. Do you feel like the game like there's a different game that that happens now, or or, or like you said, your restaurant's busier. Like, are you trying to to to, to prove something past or no or this and am I the only one who no who, I mean I think you're right it's definitely more it's something I would have never imagined being an outcome I didn't even think of this side of it right but this is like you said like the game starts now almost because there's so it opens up so many doors right and it really turns into how much you want to use that or leverage that or how many doors you want to try to open and go into and it just comes down to what what you want to do and what you want to make of it. Yeah, I think it's like, okay, great, you won this, good for you, but you can't just hang that on a hook and be like, well, I'm fine now. Right. It's like, now, okay, you did this, but what are you going to do with it? Like, right. what are you going to take this thing and, like, run with it? Are you, you know, and I think that's, for me, um, is really what I'm looking at. It's like, I don't want it to just be, okay, I did this thing. I want this to be a springboard for many things and be able to, you know, uh, go further and you know develop my own business and do my own things and uh, like that's the really important part of it for me I felt like um, so I mean so so where you're not com- obviously you're all sitting next to each other so there's no competitive vibes like uh, reading about what everyone else is doing and uh, you guys are all crushing the game and new restaurants and I new mean, businesses we keep up with what each other's doing but it's nothing but love and support if anything, all it does is like from just now seeing and talking and hearing what other people are doing, it it helps you not undervalue yourself and what you can do, sure. what you can right. ask for, and what yep. you want to try to get out of this. If you yep. talk to someone else, you're like, oh shit, they got paid this much money to do that. Right. I would have right. done it for free. Or right. I just, oh. You know, or just, oh, you guys share that stuff. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, yeah. yeah look yeah. at that. And like okay. talking to people, like, hey, what's your deal with your business partners? Right. You know what I mean, what are you doing? How are your restaurants set up financially? And like, right. You know, like people like like Tyler is brilliant with that stuff, and you know, me and him, like something I learned out there is like me and him would sit in the backyard of the Top Chef house, like late drinking, and like talk about business. Yeah, and just like he's like, this is how I structure things, this is how I do things, and I learned so much from him. Right. Of like, okay, this is really helpful. This is yeah. really useful. A couple months ago, he walked me through all of his business plans and everything to help me set up and start working on one for me myself. And like I, you know, to have someone that's not something that happens every day. Right. For someone to open up their business plan and give it to you and say, look, this is what I did. This is how I did it. This is how I structured it. Sure. You know, and to have someone successful turn around and do that for you, it's like, you know, just goes to show how how close we all are and how much the else you could get out of the show, you know. Some of Tyler's investors are now my investors. We're about to open up our second restaurant in December. Okay, so you guys, maybe even more than a lot of previous seasons, it seems like you've kind of stayed as a family unit almost, Absolutely. right? Yeah, we're, we're, yep. we're stronger together. Right. You know, I mean... I, you know, it's... Yeah, it was weird. We were really tight, and I think it was just... It was weird, and it seemed like a decision from everybody. You know, I think there's a point where it's like, you can go it alone, you can group off, or you can just decide, like, these are the people I'm with. I'm going to cook my best food. They're going to cook their best food. And, like... You know, I think looking at a competition less like, you know, football or baseball or any of those things, but more, you know, like you hear golfers talk about how 
you know, they don't try to beat someone. They only try to beat themselves. They're trying to shoot their best route. And mm-hmm. it's like if I shoot a 65 and you shoot a 62, like I don't shoot 62s. Right. I shoot 65s. Well, those guys are still making millions of dollars even right. if they're three, three, <laughs> right. three shots, three, right. three shots Which separate. Which would be great if Which that's is, I, I, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, if we can if create took, that. If you yeah. took third and you got $7 million. That's what I mean. Know, like yeah. In a yeah. yeah. Well, like, I mean, you can cool. finish in the top 100 and still walk pretty good PGA. Right, so. right. You know, like right. win more than winning top shot. Nice. Um, okay, uh, near the end of the show, we like to play a couple little games. You guys down for a little little bit of fun? Yep. Okay, so this yeah. one, since there's three of you, you all come from Top Chef uh, or worked with Top Chef Colorado. This is a most likely episode. So this is your, your yearbook, uh, the end of the yearbook for Top Chef Colorado. So the answers can be, of course, yourselves. But I guess if you wanted to share share the, the, the light with some of your other uh, you know colleagues, we can do that. Um, and you can just chip in whenever you want, right? Sure. So most likely to Top Chef Colorado cast. Uh, most likely to this one might be tough because you might all just like jump to it real quick. Most likely to win a Michelin star. Now this is just to, for for the fantasy aspect of this. Everyone's in a city that can earn a Michelin star, just well, so it's not. He has one. Yeah, he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, for your. Right, for, 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 <laughs> can I For your own. For, then you, this is your own your um, own space. I would say no. If, if I yeah. would say if everyone opened a restaurant tomorrow and talking Michelin stars, yes. I think the first person I expect would be Sasto. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Joe knows that food. He does done two, three Michelin star dining. He knows that food really well. I, you know what I mean. Amazing, even with the handlebar mustache, like even that, 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 like you know, that, does that, that go like the, do Michelin? You, you it's a plus in plus. every other arena, but I don't know about the Michelin inspector. I'm just saying. In San Francisco, you have to have it. Okay, okay. you can't get reviewed. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. 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 To what what tips are like the rosettes? Yes. Yeah. Now, have you ever been mistaken for like a mixologist? All the time. Okay. <laughs> that's why I can't wear suspenders. That, that, that's exactly what it is. There it's it goes. A, that's a hard life. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> most likely to win best dressed. This is Rogelio. an Esquire or a Rogelio. The Vogue. showed up day one wearing like these brown loafers. And I'm like, why is this dude wearing church shoes? Like slippery wooden soles. And then, and then, and then like three, three, three. I probably would have went with Fati on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I don't know. You had such a big crush on Roro. like the best dressed cat. Nice. Now that you say that, I totally remember it. Nice. Dressed to the nines all the time. That's kind of amazing, which you can get. It's tough sometimes. We had someone on my season who was that, like, you know, shirt and tie. Like every episode, you know. Brother brought an iron. He would. Press his clothes and all that. Up. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was- that always that always made me feel pretty good on the show. I remember I roomed in my uh, with Ryan Scott, right, and Fabio. So mm-hmm. both basically both of my roommates on Top Chef mm-hmm. were like those like, yeah, I'm ironing my clothes. This is the scarf I'm gonna wear for today's yeah, quick yeah. fire. And I was always like. <laughs> My head, you're in the, your head's in a good spot. You, you keep keep worrying about yeah, yeah, yeah. what cologne you're gonna wear today, and I'm just gonna put on this white V-neck T-shirt, and we're right. gonna go out there and we're gonna cook. That always, I always loved that. I was I encouraged that uh, yeah. more than anything else. All right, uh, most likely to post a selfie with Guy Fieri. Most Brother likely. luck. Brother. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> oh, I'm, sure. I'm surprised he has it already. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, and brother and I are, are pretty close on the uh, on the DMs as well. And uh, I, I think you're right. I think that that makes a lot of sense, right? Yes. And, and everyone agreed so, right off the bat. 100%. That was there wasn't even a question about mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, most likely Top Chef Colorado to get their own show on Food Network. Get their own show. 
Oh, on Juicy Brucey Coleman, baby. Yeah, mm, I can mm, see that. Okay, Coleman, Coleman, who was uh, up in this yeah. room yesterday. Yeah, we're, we're, we're saying literally knows everyone. Yeah, he, he knows, knows everyone. everyone, right? Okay, so so because he's connected, we're yeah. saying that he's gonna he, he might. But I, I felt like that wasn't a universal yes. Chris, I feel like you got another another I answer think there. That, you know that uh, that with Fatih's style, you know that you know, and people love her. Mm. That uh, she could have something. For sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I think I, I, I'm going to take the Fadi card there, you know, without, without there's any... anyone really out there that's doing authentic Pakistani stuff, right? Right. No, I, 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 yeah, I don't think there is, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you can do it and make it sort of like, I think that food... And I, fun and yeah. funny and... Mm-hmm. And I think I said it when I was with you guys for that one quick fire, like that food is so underserved. Yeah. Right. Like just generally, especially like when it comes to media, like, yeah. and we all, right. It's the type of like, whether it's Pakistani, Indian food, like everyone loves, like chefs so love that food. So good. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And it's like, what, when, who is going to pop off right. the Chipotle version of, you know, Pakistani Indian food? Like right. if someone someone does that, they're uh, going to do pretty well, which leads me to my next question. Who is most likely to launch a billion dollar tech business, a billion dollar food tech business? Wow. Okay. I'll Tyler. Just, yeah. Oh, there you go. Back to the business plans. Back to the business plans. Okay. We are so going like to say weed tech food business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So getting in on the cannabis game right, right off the bat, but she's in, uh, but it's, I don't believe that he can launch that from Connecticut at the moment, or maybe I think he's going to have to come West I to, think he to has get to into the cannabis Rhode, tech yeah, business. Or go to Rhode Island. I think it's legal. Is it? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Next door. Um, of course. I mean, I would expect you to know yeah. what, what states. With uh-huh. the, yeah. um, okay. Here we go. Next one. Who's most likely to head up on the hill uh, to do some political work in front of the Senate. Who's, who's most likely to do become more of a political activist? I can see that. <laughs> she speaks her mind. She has like, she's so passionate about her beliefs. and like, well, Claudette's been on the show before. Okay, there you go. I'm surprised you're not jumping in here, Chris, and just saying my, myself. Like, I feel like, you know, you were offline before you jumped in, we, we loosely talked about how, like, you, you can have those conversations with your fam. And yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that, that perhaps I might go a little too deep. Okay. You know, so if I approach a congressman, he might be like, all right, my man. Out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, I say this because you know, I mean, Tom, Tom Colicchio, obviously, big activist, um, and every, you know, I think the Top Chef family, you know, every once in a while, you know, different people get a chance to go up and do some kind of amazing things, and I have, you know, because of Tom, you know, been able to go up on the hill and stuff like that, and yeah, right. sit in a senator's room and talk about like kids' school lunches. I yeah, mean, not, sure. not, I'm not talking about anything incredibly, you know, politically, you know, where right. we're at, but like, you know, the things like, oh, we should have, you know, better food for like kids yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so. The answer was Claudette over here, yeah. and yeah, I don't it know. Was, I, all right, I'm gonna say Adrian. Okay, we're, we're saying throw Adrian out for that one. All right, Adrian getting a shout out. She's heading up on the hill. Okay, most likely to uh, win an Emmy, win an Emmy. So Tanya. someone, Tanya. So this is someone going. Like, so you'd have no. to be in a movie. You gotta, uh, no, I mean, you gotta be a television show. You know, so Emmy, Emmy's so you got, TV. yeah, Emmy's TV. Emmy's TV. If you want to change it to Oscars, we can do that. Um, <laughs> we can do who's who's gonna. I mean, Bruce will definitely win an Oscar at some point. <laughs> oh man! Nice. Are we? Are, we can change it to Oscar. Is 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 Bruce <laughs> is Bruce an aspiring filmmaker? Is he? Uh, I mean, he's got he some acting. Uh, Everyone in LA and do all those. It could be said. It could be yeah. said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so just he's going to accidentally fall into um, a, a, a like, role yeah. and pop, potentially win Oscar parties. 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> when Wolfgang steps off, you know, Bruce will step in. Uh, mostly, I like that, so Bruce is going to do it. Uh, who's most likely to appear topless um, or less dressed, let's say that, to open up to all cast members, uh, on Real Housewives, on an episode of Real Housewives? Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. 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 100%. <laughs> so which might, have, might be shoot, uh, we might shoot that here yeah. at Newport Beach uh, Wine and Food. Like, you never know who's going to be on one of these shots. I do a walk right down this hallway right now with his shirt off. <laughs> if it's only his shirt off. Yeah, if it's only his shirt off, I'd be lucky. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to quote uh, the uh, missed uh, Tony Bourdain here who said this once to me. Who is the most likely to stay on the Top Chef teat for the rest of their career, who is going to stay affiliated with Top Chef and is going to be grinding out this Top Chef game and appearances and all this 10 years from now? Who's still doing Top Chef appearances 10 years from now from Top Chef Colorado? Brother Luck. That was my guess, mm-hmm. too. Brother I think, Luck. I, going, I, I think that we all would, you know, but... but brother would certainly stay in for the long 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 haul nice he's got the determination right yeah. he's got the he, do grinder do from grinder the bed. yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like dick clark right. <laughs> old and decrepit you know nice i love how you guys too because you're just such gentlemen and uh like you know you, you really didn't use each other's names in any of these answers you were just like no we're gonna we're gonna throw it to the rest of the cast uh you guys are obviously pr- pretty close hey listen do you know that pluto tv is the leading free streaming television service you can watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card, and you don't even need to sign up to watch. Pluto TV is easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. So what are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Uh, end of the podcast, we do something called 86. It's 86. So everyone's going to get a turn here. One thing that you want at 86, it could be uh, anything in the world. It could be serious, not so serious. Um, most common answers have been like Caesar salad. Uh, which is weird. Right. My, yeah, it's usually it's, met where the other side. Something you want to get rid of. It could just be something that happened to you this morning. Who knows? Anything. Who wants to go first? Joe, 86. You told me had something really profound for this. I'm very know, curious. But, no, nice. Joe so Flam, something profound. You guys were pre-gaming. I asked you, him last night. It's, okay. It's really profound, but I yeah, can't tell you right now. No, okay. no. <laughs> I, I think I, was, I had enough tequila to be last night that I was feeling more profound. Uh, but I think, you know, my biggest thing, I was thinking of 86, so I, I went kitchen with it. Um, I wanted 86, the idea of, of, of people in kitchens treating each other like shit. Okay. Like, I just don't think that should be a thing anymore. I just like, you know, the whole militaristic kind of beat each other up, scream at people, you know, just that whole style of cooking, I think, needs to go away. Yeah. I don't think there's any place for it anymore. I don't think it belongs anymore. I came up in kitchens like that, a lot of places like that, mm-hmm. and um, I still see it, and it's like... You know, you go to a restaurant, you see cooks, they look miserable. And I think that, to me, is, like, hard to watch. It's hard to look at. You know, it's like I feel like I'm watching those weird, like, Sarah McLaughlin animal commercials where they're, like, beating dogs in cages. Like, um, Yeah, in the same way. Yeah, in the same way. it needs to go away. And I don't think it's, like, that can't be the only way to have the best restaurants. And to be able to, you know, make great food is by just 
crushing people into, you know, servitude. It's like, there's got to be a better way to do it. You know, that's not the way we run our kitchen. And I don't, you know, I just don't think it's the way anyone should run their kitchen. I'm sure there's a billion people who disagree with me, but. Oh, I, I'm, I would probably say most people at this point are probably agreeing with you. Like, I think it's, it's, it's like everything else to make a, a, a big, you know, you know, shift, you know, you have to have a couple catalysts, right? So like by saying that and by, you know, I think probably all of us agree with what you're saying, that makes, that makes the difference, right? By, and because like you said, we're all pro- old enough that we were in that, like we were in that kitchen. Like I, I personally, like you're saying, like I would drive home, I won't mention, you know, what three-star Michelin restaurant it was, but I would like ride my bike 10 miles home from work and I would cry, I would cry. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I'm not crying because like I don't love my job. I'm crying because, you know, the, the, the zucchini rings for the Bialdi weren't perfect and my right. you know, chef was just there. And not even the chef. Right. Mm-hmm. The no. guy one rung up the ladder no, from the executive me. sous chef who spent you know, 14 hours shitting on you that day because right. it's like, you're not good at this yet because you're a young cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember just like sitting, you know, maybe in culinary school, like sitting on the red line going home. It's like 2.30 in the morning and just like sitting on the train with like my head in my hands like, yeah. what am I doing? I just spent my whole day getting like just... Tormented, yeah. screaming, feel yeah. sick to your and stomach on like, your way to work yeah. every day. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, whatever. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and it's just like I've walked in some kitchens, and and you you feel that tension, and it's like I want to like give everybody a and hug and be like, guys, yeah, we're making yeah. future poop. Yeah, it's future poop. Like, <laughs> breathe, relax, enjoy it. If you're not enjoying this, like, you're just gonna lose your mind. Um, and I think, you know, that that for me is the big thing I'd like to see 86. Yeah, and there is, um, you know, and there also is, like, there's a balance in there, right? Because, like, you know, what you're not saying, again, uh, you're an award-winning chef, and, you know, it, it, you're not saying that there doesn't have to be discipline, and you're not right. saying that it has to be professional, right? But it just doesn't need to, like, you don't need to yell at people. You don't need to make people feel like crap yeah, when, you, know, great you know, the Brunoise to... is off a little bit or whatever it is. And I, then, you know where I saw that, really? And be, uh, taking it right to Chicago, like, Grant is a friend of mine. Yeah. And like you know that kitchen is intense, right? You yeah. know that they're they're winning all of the awards that you can right. possibly win. And like when I was in that kitchen last, you're doing the podcast with Grant, and like we walked through that kitchen, not a single head looked up from their cutting board to like a, like like I was just walking through. Like no one even looked up. Right. Everyone was just busy, busy, busy. And you got a sense of like it's a beehive. Right. But I didn't get the sense of misery, which was right. like really refreshing for me yeah, because for sure. at that level, yeah. like you said, it's really easy, you know, to be like, wow, that that's exactly what what can become miserable when like, you know, all all that matters is that one little piece of food that's in front of me. But, and I mean, I used to hear sous chefs talking all the time, be like, oh, I, you know, I go this crazy and I yell at people like this and they would like brag about it. And it's like, and it just like drove me crazy. And it was like, when's the last time you just said something randomly nice for your cooks yeah it's just like their day sucks Mm. already you pay them ten dollars an hour they probably live in a shitty apartment they drink shitty beer and you know hang out with their other weird shitty cook friends right like like, why do you have to make their life miserable when they show up here like you know they're trying to learn like help them learn yeah and don't just like yell at them and be like oh you suck when i was a cook i was better than you it's like cool bro yeah like listen preach I, i appreciate it all right that's a that's a big one uh chris 86ing. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of just want to kind of go into the tools aspect. I think tweezers. Nice. Mm. I, no, I, yeah, like, I although, don't have any. I should have brought although mine. Although I do own a pair, yeah. I might pull them out like once every six months or so. Now, 
I went to a spot one time. It was a, a burger joint. Yeah. It might have even been Shake Shack. Right. And, you know, like, whenever you're in an open kitchen, it's your nature to kind of look what's going on. How, oh, how yeah. are things going? Nice stare. This motherfucker's back there flipping <laughs> burgers with tweezers. Right. I'm like, come on, man. Like, At least really they're the, oh, they were, were they the big reptile feeders? At least? I were they like they the were Petco, like, Petco 12 like bucks? Like little curved joints oh. from oh, wow. Prince, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh really? wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Well, actually, Jasmine, who usually, Jasmine, who usually joins me, uh, just put up on the Starving for Pot Instagram um, a picture of Tongs. And like, these are big tweezers. <laughs> 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 Which, right, like, is, yeah. is kind of an interesting thing. But right. I do feel like tweezers have become one of those. And I use them, and I will have them in my pocket later almost right. as a security blanket yeah. it's like, like a bow tie i always i you always know? have them i had them the entire time on the show i tried to pull them out once and i threw them to the side after about three seconds because right. i realized it was a waste like yeah it makes you move too slow like right. it was unnecessary like you're under the but gun. i will be wearing it in my apron today uh-huh. so it is I, sure. I mean, for sure. some reason in the offset He's spatula i don't remember the last time i flipped a scallop with a tiny little offset spatula right. but like it's still always in my pocket right um or like the corn you know like the uh, the bench scraper or the bowls the bowl scraper is another yeah. one that like just oh that's just what you know like yeah. that's what i do like mm-hmm. I, I don't use it though i'm not passing too much, you know, sage puree anymore in my life. Right. Right, like you're passing all the purees. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, thank God you got here, Richard. No. We have sage purees yeah. from the past. You know what? That's what it is, though. You know, you know what? I'm taking it back to your 86. It's kind of like it's just been beat into my head. It's like I must have my, I right. must have my puree how many, pass. Yeah, I, how many times yeah. did someone go to you? Where the your bench right, right. And you're like, and it's from the healer in it's from Paris and it's just like, like it can never leave me it's because it's yeah, just been yeah, sort yeah. of bought all right Tato uh, 86 what are we you know I, I originally made it I was thinking about something in the kitchen but then I realized it kind of applies to everything I just I want an 86 egos and like people thinking they're the hottest shit or just so important mm. and I think if we could just eliminate that like across the board in all areas like it'll just open up so many doors of creativity of success for people of happiness mm-hmm. uh, people just like living in fear and just this whole like it's like a block to stop people from connecting to getting better from teaching for learning for so many things and you get rid of egos and kind of remove that and everybody just is humble and realizes who they are and what they have to offer and appreciates and accepts one another i mean it it applies to the kitchens obviously as well but then that kind of goes it translates to every part of life you know whether you're interacting with someone at the grocery store or like everybody you know the person you're getting coffee from it's like we're all you know just eat humans you know there's no reason that that one one person's more important than the other yeah i mean and just 100 percent agree with all of you but and that's also like even in the celebrity chef world space like now that's such a saturation right like when you came in and i was like well welcome we're kind of like family now right Mm -hmm. as like there's so many people out here in this game right now it's not what this the celebrity chef world was five years ago where there's like well, I guess there still are kind of like four or five people at the tip top of it. Um, but there's the second, you know, the second level below that is just like there's so many of us out there. And like, what are you going to do? Just be an asshole to everyone about it as you're trying to climb up to the top of that pyramid? Or are right. you going to just realize mm-hmm. that the pond is filled, filled and we might as well have a good time while we're doing it and be nice Future to each other? Future poop makers. Future poop makers. <laughs> Flam dropping two potential titles of the podcast. <laughs> With the uh, the clip on your beard hair and uh, the future poop, <laughs> future poop, which might be the title.
title, uh, which will also be like people are going to think it's a scandalous episode. Right. Like if the title is like Future Poop Maker, future poop maker. <laughs> with your three names under it. Right, right, right. This is going to be clickbait, actually. Right, so, like, right, and then yeah. it's, like, it ends up being a really fun time, but that could work. Uh, hey, listen, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Starving for Attention. Do us a favor, uh, uh, jump on over to iTunes, drop us a review. Unlike the three chefs in front of me, Starving for Attention is the only five star thing that I've ever done in my life. Uh, <laughs> we have 300 and something reviews. Drop us a five star if you can. Tell us that you love this episode. Um, if you didn't like something about it, don't write a review and uh, hit me up on the Instagram with a DM and we can uh, chat about it. Wow, I just opened myself. I've never said that before. I just opened. You, you can can a, a lot of people are going to be sliding into oh, the DMs. Yeah, and of course, yeah. uh, hit up our uh, amazing guests and chefs on the Instagram for all of you. Sure. What, Chris, where are you, where are you at? You're at uh, Chef Chris512. Chris512. Uh, InstaFlam. InstaFlam. So cool. And <laughs> Chef.joe.satso. Chef.joe.satso. Thanks, everyone, so much. And until next next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening, and thank you so much to our sponsors who made this all possible. Anilon, yeah, we've been cooking on you uh, all day. Thank you so much for your support. And, of course, TrueCar, where would we be without you? Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience.